Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I am your host, Richard Taylor Jr. It is Friday, April 13th, 2018. If you are new, thank you so much for tuning in. I ask that you go ahead and subscribe on either Google Play, iTunes, Pocket Cast, Overcast, or the Anchor app. It is so good to have you all aboard. Welcome to the Dream Team. For those of you all that have been staying consistent with me, thank you so much for tuning in and coming back in. I super appreciate you all. I've been looking at all of the great reviews that you all have been leaving on um, iTunes, and I really appreciate it, man. Keep them coming. Let me know that the work and the content is helping. It definitely helps me as I move forward in bringing new stuff um, into this space of the podcast. And before we go ahead and get started with today's episode, I've got to let you know that this episode is sponsored by Fibersoul.com. Fibersoul is a shop for Christian streetwear that balances the latest styles and life-giving scripture. Fibersoul is apparel that speaks life. And right now, you can get 15% off of your first order at Fibersoul.com using code TAYLOR15. That's right. You can get 15% off of your first order using code TAYLOR15 at Fibersoul.com. So if you tuned in earlier this week, you know that we went ahead and started off a four-part series talking about dysfunction and destruction that can lead to us wanting to give up in life. And why is this conversation so important? So if you didn't get a chance to tune in, um, I talked about how I had to speak at a conference um, last weekend out in Atlanta at the SOP conference. And in doing this, um, a part of the um, the conference theme was talking about being destined, determined, and dedicated uh, through, uh, well, basically determined, des- destined, and dedicated. For me, I wasn't feeling too settled about the keynote that I had set up. And so that night I went and uh, changed some things up. And I wanted to talk about what makes us feel like we want to give up, even in the times of being determined, right? We can be so determined to have uh, this dream and this goal completed, to go ahead and move forward and do what we need to do, when we need to do it. But at the same time, there are so many roadblocks and there are so many things that take place. There are so many levels of dysfunction that I personally believe can evolve into destruction. And when that happens, it makes it a lot easier for us to want to give up in the very thing that we're called to. So Monday, if you tuned in, you know that we talked about social destruction. This is everything that has to do with what we see taking place in the world around us, right? And so these are all points that I gave in the keynote, but I feel like it would be really good to elaborate on these via the podcast because I feel like there's so much that we can talk about with this. So Monday, we talked about social destruction, right? The dysfunction that we see socially when it comes to the world around us. So many killings, so much violence, so much sadness, so much anger, so much injustice taking place. Believe it or not, seeing enough of these things, definitely when we talk about social media and how nothing is a secret anymore, it's not just newspapers anymore. Now with the wave of social media, you can see what is taking place that is dysfunction live. We unfortunately see murders happening live. We see killings taking place live. We see fights live. Like We see everything live. We see drama taking place. We see ignorance. We watch people live their lives on these ridiculous quote-unquote reality shows we watch all of this stuff live and, and 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 while we think oh it's just entertainment the reality is is that we gotta start being more mindful with the stuff that we feed ourselves because it's not just entertainment what you open your gateway to you begin to allow and as you allow it it can begin to consume you in more ways than one that was monday's uh topic for part one today we are diving into part two 
which is everything that has to do with traumatic destruction. Traumatic destruction that originally started off as dysfunction in our lives. And this one, to me, might be the most important one. Because I feel like everything that we face in life, when we talk about the issues that are going on, they come from experiences that have taken place long time ago, right? Maybe some things are a little fresher, they're a little newer, but the vast majority of the things that we struggle with and the vast majority of the things that we face when it comes to where we are now, it started from somewhere um, a long time ago. It started from something or some someone said something or someone did something, or maybe you got a chance to see something that you shouldn't have been able to see at such a young age. You've experienced some very hellacious situations and things. You've experienced cruelty. You've experienced so many different things and not realizing how those things could affect you, how they could play on you. And later on down the line, how something that you will end up coming across in your adult life can speak to the very thing that took place in your childhood. So today we are talking about trauma and traumatic dysfunction that evolves into traumatic destruction and how traumatic destruction can put us in a mental and emotional space of wanting to give up on anything that we're doing in life. This is not just for career and business stuff. This is every aspect of life. This is us being lazy when it comes to washing the dishes. This is us not wanting to live a life that is 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 of good hygiene or or this is us just being, you know, lacking when it comes to keeping our word. Like there are things that take place that cause us to be the people that we are today, right? So we are going to discuss trauma and I know I've done a little bit of traumatic talk in some of the previous podcasts, but today I want to take a different approach though. Right. I think for the most part, we all know what trauma is. And I think, too, we've got to understand that trauma wears different forms. We I think we have a general consensus of what trauma is. But at the same time, we've got to be mindful that trauma looks different in the heart and in the mind of every person that is receiving it. Right. When I was spending time in Chicago, not even spending time when I was living in Chicago, um, I ran a mentoring program and I probably had about 500 plus young men funnel through over the time that that I ran it. And with that being the case, um, you get a chance to see a lot of different attitudes, a lot of different perspectives, and understand a lot of different things working with people, right? And so these young men, they've got my heart. I love them dearly. I learned so much from them. And for so long, we had conversations, and, and for the longest time, they thought that trauma just stemmed from or was just predicated or relegated to, um, sorry, um, what is that? gun violence, right? Seeing family members or friends being killed in the street and they thought, oh, that's trauma, which it is. Don't get me wrong. However, trauma wears so many more faces. And I think that sometimes, a lot of times actually with them, they didn't realize that they have been living in traumatic spaces or situations or had experienced trauma in other ways because of the fact that they thought it just came in the form of one thing, right? Trauma wears so many faces, guys. It's not just gun violence. Trauma can literally be, I remember uh, I was working with one young man and for so long everybody thought that he was just a lazy student because he was coming to school every day. He was probably a sixth or seventh grader. He was coming to school every day and when he would get to school, he would go to sleep. Um, And as he would go to sleep, teachers thought, okay, this kid is just lazy. He doesn't care about coming to class. But as the year went on and as things kind of started to spill over, we found out that this young man had actually been living homeless for the last several years. And so he did not have a consistent place to sleep from a night to night basis. So he would literally leave school, 
um, spend time at a mom's friend's house or whoever would let them stay. Sometimes they would be living in somebody's basement or the alleyway, like the, the what do you call that? The doorway that leads to an alley that has like a little small vestibule area, right? And so this young man did not know what a peaceful night's sleep looked like. And a lot of people thought that he was lazy, but didn't realize that this was actually coming from the fact that this dude is not at, at, at as a sixth grader or a seventh grader, does not have a stable home, right? And, and many of us, it's easy to judge before we actually put ourselves in that situation. But one of the things that I thought about was like, that's that's traumatic. Like, that's not something that a child should have to live through, that they should have to see, that they should have to go through. Trauma wears more than the face of violence. It's literally kids like him who not only didn't have a good night's sleep, but really didn't have consistent meals either, right? Things that in our first world way of living for so many are easy to say, oh, I got this, but not realizing that not everybody around us does, right? And this is trauma for them. Trauma can be losing a family member when it comes to just uh, unexpected death. It can be the loss of a relationship, right? Trauma wears so many different faces. Trauma comes in the form of rape and molestation when you were younger, um, family members with foul play, Trauma can wear the face of, you know, being picked on and bullied by those that you loved or those that you call friend. And sometimes those that you don't even know. That was me growing up. I dealt with trauma being bullied in sixth grade and that kind of just changed everything for me. It changed my outlook. It changed my attitude. It's what opened the doorway to depression. It's what led to the suicide attempts. And it's what literally put me in a space of 10 years of just not wanting to live and, and really taking and hating myself because of stuff that was said to me about my weight and how I was picked on and bullied and beat up because I was a kid that was fat and pudgy, right? Like trauma wears so many different faces. And so I just wanted to put that out there. I want us to be mindful of the fact that we can't tell somebody else what trauma is and isn't for them, okay? And so I wanna give you all a few points and I'm gonna be done, I'm out of your way, I promise. So when we talk about traumatic destruction, in order for us to overcome traumatic destruction in our lives that will cause us to want to give up, there are a few things that we must know first and foremost. The first is that, and this is a tough pill to swallow sometimes, but the reality is, is that when we talk about traumatic destruction, truthfully, guys, there's nothing you can do to change what's taking place. There is nothing you can do to go back and try and change the scope of what's happened. Traumatic destruction is there because there was an experience that took place in your life that you cannot change. As much as we want to, as much as we pray and ask, oh God, please help me, like take away the, like you can't go back and change the past, right? That's first and foremost. But what you can do, and here's some, here's a bright space of hope. You can actually take the time to backtrack and identify the traumatic areas that got you started in what you're in now. Why is this important? Simply put, being able to backtrack helps you to identify exactly what it is that has caused you to be in this space. After you identify it, you can now put yourself in a position to learn it, to know it, and to overcome it. Um, and, and one of the things that I want to just touch on real quick in this is that when I tell you to identify it or backtrack, I'm not saying that you have to go back and relive it. That is not what I'm telling you. You do not have to go back and relive a thing and find yourself dealing with PTSD 
But what I'm saying is that when you can backtrack to at least identify what the thing is, you can then do this next step, which is then identify that if it was something that happened to you that was completely out of your control, it was not your fault. Many of us walk around living in guilt, feeling like it's our fault that these bad things happen to us because we couldn't stop some person from doing something or we couldn't stop a particular situation or we couldn't stop negative words that were said. It is not your fault. I'm letting you know this because all you got to do in identifying what it was that first struck you, you can now identify the lie that has been spoken over your life for years, making you feel like this was something that you brought on yourself. That's the first one. The second one is the fact that some of us, if we can identify a particular situation, we can actually be honest about the fact that we have opened certain doorways. Now, this is not everybody. One of the things that we've got to understand is that while trauma a lot of times happens unexpectedly, there are times where we have warning signs. There are times, definitely when we talk about adult life, right? Because this is what happens. Trauma can take the form in early childhood or when we were younger and we it was out of our control. But what then starts to happen is that ripple effect of the decisions that we make as we get older and then we turn around and utilize what originally took place as the excuse for why we are the way that we are right now currently. What I'm telling you all is that in order for you to overcome that, in identifying what it was that led you to this place, you now have to be okay and comfortable with the fact of also admitting your faults in what you have allowed as life has moved on. This does not make you a bad person. This does not look, and this is not a time for you to have a pity party and to be down on yourself because of what took place. That's not what this is. This is you simply being an adult and saying, you know what? I could have done this better. And even though I can't change what happened then, I can make sure that I am loving myself enough to make sure that I don't allow these doorways or anything that will lead me to any path of destruction to be opened ever again. So yes, a big part of identifying your trauma is also being able to identify the areas where you were wrong as you continue to make bad decisions and excuses. Like I said, it doesn't mean that you are a bad person. I will tell you, like I told the young man last week, you are more than the sum of your past mistakes. You are so much more, even if it was your fault, even if you did find yourself getting caught up in something that you knew you shouldn't have, you are still worth so much more than every mistake and bad decision that you have ever made. Your life's value and purpose is still intact. You are still a beautiful person. You are not damaged goods. You are not used. You are not abused anymore. You are no longer under the umbrella of any of those negative things. 
You are beautiful. You are loved. There is so much about you. You walk in grace. There is peace that your life deserves. There is joy that your life deserves. There is love that you deserve, not just from you, but from people around you. There are individuals who deserve to be around you, who deserve your time and space. So I need you all to understand that, yes, while you have made the mistakes, you are still more than the sum of those mistakes that you have ever made, right? Guys, and then one of the things that we've got to do when it comes to after identifying, we've got to learn to control our thoughts and our emotions, right? Destruction only has as much power as we give over it. And I kind of uh, alluded to this on Monday's episode talking about social destruction, right? And I'm going to continue to tell you this, but specifically with trauma, right? When we talk about being able to recall experiences that have hurt us, left us bruised and battered, that have messed with us and messed with our emotions, we have got to be very, very cognizant of how we think and the emotional aspect that is attached to our actions. As a man think, as a woman thinketh, so we become. As we think, so we become. We start to literally live out the very thoughts and feelings that we have. So we have got to be so careful to control our thoughts, right? Yes, and I get it. it. It can be hard, but the reality is, is that it can also be done. So I understand that when certain things happen, it's very easy to start feeling like, you know what, I'm going to give up. I can't do this anymore, but we've got to start controlling the thoughts. And when you can control your thoughts, how do you do that? First and foremost, let's backtrack. How do you control your thoughts, right? It all starts with identity. One, knowing yourself. Because when you know you, you know what you do and don't deserve thought-wise. You know what does and doesn't deserve to enter your space. What doesn't deserve your time, your talent, your treasure, your effort, or your energy. You know these things. But then also, you've got to be able to, after having that identity and knowing yourself, you've got to be able to also um, look back and have a, a true understanding of what the end result is with this thing that is trying to take over your life. Like identifying the thought or the emotion that's there, right? A lot of times we, I think, can be very, uh, what's the word? We we tend to be very, what is it? Act first, think later, right? Um, and, and I think a lot of times we can be a little too proactive on acting and not, a, not proactive enough on thinking before we allow these crazy thoughts to turn into ridiculous actions. So the challenge for you here is to be able to not only have the identity of yourself, but then have the identity of what the thought is as well. Because if you can identify that and you can think it through, instead of thinking about what the what that thing is making you feel, you can actually put yourself in a position of thinking about how detrimental this thing could be if you allow the thoughts to continue to linger, right? And I think it's just a perspective shift. It's just a shift when it comes to us taking the time to address our thoughts and address the thought that is there and casting out the lie that is that thought and not allowing it to grow into something greater, not allowing that thought to become an action and that action putting you in a place of destruction to where you decide to throw your hands up and call it quits. And guys, that is really it for this conversation of trauma today. 
Um, we could definitely go deeper, but I def I don't want to continue to just beat the horse over the head. I want you to take some time this weekend to identify the trauma that has taken place in your life. Moments and times that have hurt you, people that have hurt you, things that have been said and done, negativity that has tried to stop you for so long. And as you do that, take some time today and throughout this weekend to start to break down the barriers, the walls, and the lies that have been built around your life. Maybe it's something that you still hold on to and carry as an excuse as to why you are the way that you are. Because truth be told, that's not your identity. That's not who you were called and created to be. You are so much more than all of that. Identify those lies. Some of us are gonna have to go back and revisit, right? And when I say revisit, I don't mean that you gotta relive it. I'm literally saying, just visit enough to identify what it was that first got you there, that first started this, and then start breaking down that lie of the fact that this is not your fault. But if you do find yourself in a position where you can honestly say, I messed up, that's okay, because that is growth and that is maturity. And being able to say, I messed up, and having to understand that you can't change what has taken place in the past, but you can definitely change how you move forward, I guarantee you, your healing process can start and you will not find yourself walking in dysfunction that will lead to destruction because of trauma that takes place in our lives. You are not losing in life. You are not failing. You are simply between the dream. For more info on me and definitely, I think when we talk about trauma, I would recommend my third book. I normally don't just talk about my books on here like that, but my third book, Love Between My Scars, I, I definitely dive into some spaces that really identify trauma. Um, you can get that on my website, richardtaylorjr.com. You can actually get the bundle on my other website, unashamednation.com. Follow me on Instagram, richard.taylorjr. Share this. If you feel like somebody needs it, please look, each one, reach one, and each one, teach one. Um, I look forward to coming back with part three on Monday. I'm super excited. Once again, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe. If you got any questions, please feel free to leave them for me. You can leave them actually inside the Anchor app. There is an option for you to leave questions, or you can DM me the questions, Jr. on Instagram, Facebook, Richard L. Taylor Jr. I love you all. I want to see you win in everything that you do. You're not losing in life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dream. And for those of you all who are new, what is between the dream? Between the dream is not just the title of this podcast and a few of my books. Between the dream is a way of life. The point between your present moment and your promise is your process. Between the dream is the process. When you embrace your process, you embrace your progress. And when you embrace your progress, you can walk into every promise, every purpose, and every plan meant for your life. Until next time.